wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Podcast. This is a sure one-stop shop for your Colorado Sports Brief. I'm host Matt Kennedy. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and like, subscribe, and share the AC Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or forget your podcasting stuff. We give you all the best interviews and conversations with local broadcasters, analysts, journalists, athletes, and coaches from the Colorado Professional Sporting World and Collegiate Award, all in 15 minutes or less. And today we are revisiting the Denver Broncos because it is officially the off-season. For the Denver Broncos, actually it's one of the more exciting times of the year. A lot of speculations, a lot of big what-if questions. And the Denver Broncos are getting close to finishing up all of their hirings of their brand new coaches. It started with Nathaniel Hackett, and since then a couple more positions need to be filled. The Super Bowl concluded on Sunday, and now Denver can try to finalize the announcement of rumor defense coordinator Ijira Avero. And I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but Coach Avero will talk in everything Broncos offseason today with Sarah Bettinger of the Locked On Broncos podcast and predominantly Orange today on the pod. But before we bring in Sarah, let's quickly recap all the hirings for the Broncos and talk about why this has been such a unique series of events for Denver as compared to the last couple of coaching staffs. First, it was Nathaniel Hackett, new head coach. Then it was a new offense coordinator, Justin Otten, who is going to be the right-hand man of Hackett because both of them were in Green Bay together. Then it was Clint Kubiak as a new quarterbacks coach, followed by Butch Berry as a new O-line coach to replace Mike Munchak. And then eight more hirings followed suit. Peter Hansen, the linebackers coach, Burt Watts, the outside linebackers coach, Jake Moreland for the tight ends, Dom Caper, senior defensive assistant, Ben Steele, assistant offensive line, Mike Mallory, assistant special teams, Ramon Chinyoung, the offensive quality control coach, and then the most recent as of today, the hiring of new running backs coach, Tyrone Wheatley. I'm going to borrow a little tidbit from Zach Stevens' article from DNVR because he did some really good math in his latest article. Among the coordinators and position coaches, Hackett, Iveros, and Stooks, they have the most experience in the NFL. Each have coached 14 previous seasons in the pros. No one else on the staff has more than eight. The least experienced coordinator under the old regimen was Tom McMahon. He has 15 years of NFL experience, so the least experienced coordinator on Big Fangio's staff is still more experienced than every single position coach and coordinator on Nathaniel Hackett's staff, including the head coach himself. McMahon's 15 years of NFL experience falls well short of Fangio's 37 at Donatel's 32 and Pat Shermer's 23. The old regiment's top coaches average nearly 27 years of NFL coaching experience. The new staff's top four coaches average 12 years of NFL experience. That's less than half of the old staff. So is Young the best new? With Denver, uh, they really are emphasizing this wiping the slate clean and trying again with some brand new shiny racehorses. We'll see if this is going to work. Let's bring in Sarah from Lockdown Broncos and predominantly wants to talk this Denver Broncos coaching staff here on ACE. Alrighty, well, back on the show today, post-Super Bowl 56 edition and the first ever uh, off-season edition of today's um, show, Sarah Bettinger from Lockdown Broncos and predominantly Orange. Sarah, uh, it's not morning anymore. Good afternoon. How's it going? How's it Good going? Good afternoon. It's going great. It's going great. You caught me. I love the off season. This is my favorite topic of all. I love the games. I love watching football. But yeah. Man, the off season is my number one. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, drafts coming up, free agencies coming up. 
the combine's coming up and um, now we just get to throw out all the possible what ifs and the excitements and, uh, and what's going to happen. But Sarah, we look forward mm-hmm. to the coverage, but post Super Bowl coverage, two days removed, Super Bowl 56 and now Super Bowl 57 odds were released in the last 24 hours or so. And according to Vegas or some other um, sources, Broncos at best have the eighth best odds to win the Super Bowl ahead of teams like the Cardinals, Raiders, Chargers, et cetera. Now, a lot of this depends on what's going to happen at the quarterback position and the draft. But Sarah, besides the quarterback room, why in the world would Vegas give Denver a shot at all next year at competing for a Super Bowl? Besides quarterback, why should odd make why should odds makers be high on this team? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, it's tough to it's tough to say because we know that the quarterback position means so much. I think that the the general like consensus among NFL fans and pundits and obviously betting sites or whatever. There, people are really sort of coming around on the fact that the Broncos do have a really good roster. Unless, of course, you ask Green Bay Packers fans, apparently. Apparently, the Broncos have a terrible Golly. roster, every according position, to them. Apparently. So, yeah, every position group, the Packers are way better. But, man, I, I suppose a certain quarterback might change those types of things. But I think everyone really is coming around. Like, the Broncos have a good roster. They obviously have very good draft capital and they obviously have a lot of cap space. I mean, over $40 million, like you and I were just talking about off the air. So with that, with those kind of resources and a a general manager and George Payton, who's expected a kind of kind of across the league to be aggressive. I think that all kind of adds up into, you know, people who are in, in the betting arena, so to speak, those types of people might be on the Broncos and thinking, okay, they're going to do something to get that team in a position where it can contend because the rest of the roster looks ready. Sure. And the last piece is, of course, like quarterback, if they get the right guy, then it all should follow suit. But Sarah, yeah. uh, the defense um, within itself, we, we kind of want to focus on that because, yeah, with, with Hackett and Offit coming in, um, the, the, the fans in the media at least have talked about Aaron Rodgers and, of course, the quarterback room and, of course, the running backs and the possible trades that can be made at wide receiver. However, the Broncos look and bring in the new guy, Ijai Avero as a new defensive coordinator, and he's coming in with a Super Bowl ring, which I think is really cool. I think that's the best way to bring in somebody. And the Rams won the Super Bowl on the defensive side. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, two sacks apiece, possible MVP contenders. However, Aaron Donald was the one to put the game away. And I don't really care what you say, Sarah, about Ivero. And yeah, he was a secondary coach. And yeah, he's one of these young guys who's not coming with a whole lot of, of coaching experience in his position. When you come in with the Super Bowl ring on your finger, it's going to be really difficult to convince me that he's not going to be a good candidate for this position. I think so, too. And I really like that move. I like it a lot. I like what Hackett's doing and putting together the staff. Like we just saw what a staff full of accomplished, you know, former head coaches, former offensive coordinators, you know, guys, guys in the NFL that have been at the highest positions um at their either at their respective positions or offensive defensive coordinator offensive coordinator they they all held those roles on the previous staff and so you're kind of going the opposite direction here with with guys that maybe maybe they've done some of that stuff at the college level maybe they've done a little bit at the pro level but even even Nathaniel Hackett has barely been an offensive coordinator himself so so really it's it's a it's a melding pot, I think, to me, of guys that are, are going to be hungry. Uh, I like that they're putting kind of things in place to, to follow the model of like, hey, we want to develop coaches here. They're, they're bringing in coaches to coach the coaches on both sides sure. of the ball. So we want to develop these coaches as much as we want the coaches to develop the players. And I just think, man, you bring in this new age uh, of coaching, you know, into the Denver system and with the players that are currently in place. 
I think just everything is going to – I think it's all going to work out great. I think they have a, the right formula to really get the best out of these young players. And it all starts with the right mindset too. Hackett and George Payton, optimism, uh, fo- uh, family-focused football and community-focused football. It's not one dude leading the charges, everybody collectively making each other better. But the one guy who only has coordinator experience, Dwayne Stukes, the special teams coordinator, the only person who has one year of experience as an NFL special teams coordinator. Um, other guys coming in, like we just mentioned, Justin Outen, uh, Ivero, Butch Berry, Jake Moreland, the tight ends coach, defensive line coach, Marcus Dixon, inside linebackers coach, Peter Hansen, and then outside linebacker coach, Bert Watts, uh, Sarah, out of all those guys or another person who could potentially, potentially be coming in, who's your favorite hire and, um, who should fans really get to know really well? You know, I, I think definitely there's, there's a good mix there. Obviously I think the focus is going to be on the offensive line, right. And, and with Mike Munchak being kind of the biggest name that people wanted to bring back on the coaching staff. Now you're looking at Butch Berry and Ben Steele, obviously, as the two guys that are going to be taking over for him in that area. And that's such it's been such a touchy area because before Mike Munchak came around, the Broncos were really bad on the offensive line. And then they've kind of just slowly grown into like solid. I, I wouldn't say yeah. they're a bad offensive line by any means. There's a lot of people that think they are in Broncos country. But, man, uh, I just I would highly disagree with that. And I think that there's room for improvement, of course. But. Now you're looking at Butch Berry and Ben Steele as two two guys that I think that really deserve a lot of attention and focus as you go to the offseason. Specifically, I think the Ben Steele move is really interesting because as we read on Twitter, and many people already know this, but he was the guy that caught the very first touchdown pass of Aaron Rodgers' pro career back in the preseason days, 2005. So bringing him in, that's intriguing to me from a variety of angles. But at the same time, you're moving on from Mike Munchak and Chris Cooper to bring these two guys in when I think, you know, a lot of fans perception was Mike Munchak is probably the best assistant coach on the staff, um, especially with what he was able to do with getting Garrett Bowles off the bust label. So I think those are two guys to me that we really need to be focusing in on of like how, you know, what's their, what's their style. Like I would love to be able to hear from a lot of these assistant coaches and kind of hear what their plans are, what they think of the current personnel, but that's definitely an area I think we need to be keeping a close eye on. It really just serves a, a 180 shift to exactly what happened though, between the old coaching experience and now the new look um, coaches McMahon, uh, Ed Donatel, Pat Shermer, and Fangio. They all combined for a whole lot of years in the NFL. And now the new, uh, new staff's top four coaches average 12 years of NFL experience. Zach Stevens pointed that out in his recent article. But that is, that's half, that's less than half of the old staff. So, Sarah, I mean, y- Young guns are 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 the new uh, new shiny crystal ball in Denver, and we've wanting we've been wanting them to take this approach. And instead of zagging and 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 well, the rest of the NFL is zigging. Uh, hopefully, Denver can finally find a winning way with this. But uh, Sarah, give me one word to describe your uh, your mindset going into Broncos offseason. I think it's just optimistic, right? Uh, that's yeah. how I yeah. always am. I I'm a very optimistic person by nature. I, I, I wouldn't say optimistic in terms of like, oh, yeah, I think definitely Broncos are getting Aaron Rodgers or definitely they're getting Russell Wilson. I honestly feel less likely that's going to happen right now than I ever have. But at the same time, you just never know. The NFL offseason is crazy. And one day you might be thinking things are heading one direction. The next day they had the complete opposite. So but I'm still optimistic. I think that there's going to be a chance that they get a good quarterback, whether it's a Rodgers or Wilson or if it's somebody else that maybe ignites a little bit more controversy in the fan base, like a Garoppolo or a Wentz, or maybe you go the draft route or whatever. But I think something's going to happen to at least stir the pot and keep the optimism going for the Denver Broncos. Like you said, 
eighth best odds at the Super Bowl. I think there's reason to be optimistic for for that to come to fruition, at least for the Broncos to progress, make the playoffs, and maybe make some noise there. Well, Sarah, we look forward to all the coverage, and um, hopefully we'll see some big news dropping in the next couple weeks before the draft. But, uh, yeah, as for right now, we appreciate you. Appreciate the time. Appreciate you. Shout out and thank you to Cher for joining us today on ACE. Make sure to subscribe and follow everything he's got going on at the Lockdown Broncos podcast and then follow his writings at Predominantly Orange and NFL Spin. As for today, that is all she wrote. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll talk some RMAC baseball. Carl DeMesa looking strong to start the season. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Peace. Peace.